All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is having a fantastic day. And this is where we uncover the truth. We pull out of the darkness the agenda, the plot against America to take away our sovereignty, our freedom, our individuality. And if you haven't noticed, this is being done in every aspect of our society, cultural, social, political, economic, and um, they, they just keep on moving forward, and they're going to keep on moving forward. And the they that we talk about, the they that we talk about is the globalists, is the multinationalists, is a, a group of men and women who operate in the shadows, utilizing their influence, their money, their power to coerce the world towards a one world government, a new world order. And today here we stand on the brink of this new world order. The whole globe is being thrown into chaos. The United States of America is frail and on her knees and on the brink of water and tears. Our economy is in the gutter, even though there is occasionally those bits of hope. But if you remember, I've told you this before, the economy will do a teeter-totter to totalitarianism. It'll go up and come down a lot. It'll go up a little bit and come down a lot. And it'll keep on doing that until the global economic collapse occurs, some black swan event occurs, or the globalists get their way with the transference of your wealth to them. And you know, it's interesting because when we look at society today, it, it, it's hard not to notice the strain and strife in people's faces and eyes, the amount of suffering that people are going through right now. These are truly hard times, but they are going to get much, much harder Right now, I'm, I'm, I live in Colorado, and I'm renovating, well, not renovating my house, but making modifications. I'm prepping. I got a very, very large pantry. I have about 800 square feet to utilize for, for storage and pantry. I'm uh, building water collection. I'm installing alternative electricity. Why? Because I understand something's coming. There's something coming. There is a boulder rolling downhill. It is collecting steam and it is heading right towards us. And it's being driven by Joe Biden. <laughs> That's the truth. And it's being driven by Joe Biden. Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden. Oh my goodness. Have you guys seen this this, uh, this weekend? Hunter Biden's iCloud hack. I mean, you got him arguing with a prostitute over uh, over crack cocaine. You got uh, mentioning of pedo Pete. You have uh, transactional data, bank data, all these different types of things. And uh, I expect, I expect, as we move more towards the midterms, you're going to find more and more information coming out about Joe Biden. To the point where the Democrats are probably going to even want to get rid of him. Right now, Joe Biden sits at about a 33% approval rating. Interesting number there, right, for those Masons. 
but a 33% approval rating. And that's among Democrats, which means that they want another candidate. You know, they wanted Bernie originally. You know what? I'm be, To be honest, if we were going to pick an 80-year-old man, Bernie would have probably have been the better man for the job uh, between Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. So, But I'm telling you, the Democrats, they want another candidate, and they're going to move to replace him very, very fast. We were talking about this last night on another show that uh, Governor Gavin Newsom of California is being groomed right now for a 2024 run. Although I think he has absolute no shot in hell because, uh, well, he's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. He is uh, governor of California who was recalled and only won through voting fraud. Um, he is has the, the largest mass exodus from any state that we've seen in recent times. And so I think it'll be an incredibly difficult uh, election for uh, Governor Gavin Newsom over there. Russia and China, we've talked about this before, are developing a new reserve currency with other BRICS countries to challenge the dominance of the dollar. Now, this is where things get interesting because if you follow the World Economic Forum, if you follow the Great Reset, the, the New World Order, and kind of like their implementation strategy, originally China was their golden child. Um, since the 1960s when the Rockefeller Foundation went in there, David Rockefeller and so forth, and began funding Mao and everybody else out there, they started basically forging the Chinese Communist Party into what it was today. They taught them all the techniques. They showed them how to do what they needed to do, how to build a capitalistic economy with a socio-communist government, how to continuously win elections by stealing them, and how to control and rule over corporations in that quasi-capitalistic society. China was always meant to be the model for the new world order for every country. But something happened. China decided they no longer wanted to play ball. And this came after decades of U.S. politicians, insiders, military heads, selling state secrets to China through the black market. And we, yes, we've seen the evidence of this. This, this did happen. A prime example prime example of this is Hillary Clinton's emails. But what happened is, is China was being sold U.S. military tech, highly advanced U.S. military tech. They were getting all the good deals. All the jobs and money were flowing into them because that's what the globalists were doing. They were setting China up to be the new global superpower, the new global leader. Around 2019, 2020, something happened to Xi Jinping where he looked at this and said, uh, I don't want to be a puppet to the globalists. Why me, with one of the world's strongest nuclear powers, strongest economies, massive might of people, would I allow a small group of globalists to control my country, 
to control my military, to control my economy, and to eventually oust me with a knife in my back. And Xi Jinping, I don't know, maybe he had a conversation with Donald Trump. But he definitely had a conversation with Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin, who has been this anti-globalist for a very, very long time, teamed up with Xi Jinping. And they said, hey, look, I don't want this quasi-fascist, oligarchical-controlled new world order where our state, our country's individual sovereignty will be thrown to the wayside and join in a global community ruled by this oligarchy. To where world leaders will be hand-picked and put in place. And the other ones that resisted, hung, like Saddam Hussein. And Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin came out and said, let's take their strategy and use it against them. And they went out there and they talked to India, they talked to Brazil, and they talked to a few other countries, and they all came on board with them. This is the resistance that we're looking at. Whether we like Russia and China, whether we think they're good people or, or good, good uh, countries and good leaders or not is irrelevant at this point. They do not want an oligarchical controlled New world order. They do not want the globalists to rule this world. I think China and Russia much rather rule the world themselves. And so we're going to see the Wong, the Chinese Wong, which about a year and a half ago began its transition towards the digital dollar. What do I mean by that? A CBDC, a central bank, a digital currency. And soon enough here, it's going to be backed upon gold. Not only that is new legislation here in the United States of America. Congress just removed all the verbiage from old laws pertaining to the U.S. dollar being removed from the gold standard. Why would they do that? Because there's a certain level of instability within the U.S. dollar and the hyperinflated value that it's at right now. And one of the only ways that you can bring the dollar back to a point of value is to back it off gold. Think about that. Back it off of gold. Could we be seeing the return to the gold standard? I do believe we could. Which means that gold's going to skyrocket. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Check it out. We'll be right back in just a minute with more Dark Delight Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. 
and secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back. And yeah, we're talking about the resistance to the new world order here. China and Russia are developing a new reserve currency with other BRICS nations. You know, do you remember the time when Donald Trump went around? He went to Holinsky. He talked to Vladimir Putin. He went to China, talked to Xi Jinping. He went and talked to the crown prince in Saudi Arabia. He went and uh, he had Modi over in India. Uh, He had him over out here in Texas. Um, and, And Trump made his rounds. And it was almost like the global community had a shift. Like Trump talked some sense into them, showed them just what the world could be like if they resisted this takeover by the globalists. I'll be the first one to tell you, our, our, our global community is not ready for a global government, for a world order. And I mean not ready because eventually humanity will have to move in that direction especially when we become an interplanetary or, or intersolar system civilization. But the moves being made right now is unconventional warfare. What's happening between Russia, Ukraine, China, the United States, NATO nations, this is warfare. This is modern 21st century Warfare. It first starts with economics. It starts with supply chain. It starts with infrastructure. It starts with currencies. It starts with funding proxy wars. All of this is happening right now. And people simply need to open their eyes to see. You know, I was in the bank yesterday and I was talking to a, a mortgage banker. I was trying to get an insurance check cast and um, she was the one that was able to help me. And she says, uh, I said, well, how's the how's the mortgage industry doing? And she looked at me with these big eyes and said, uh, not good. 
She said, uh, well, you know what? A few months ago, things were great. You know, 3.9% interest rate, 3.8% interest rate. People were happy. People were buying it up. Now we're at 5.8% and things are not looking good. People are no longer wanting to buy houses. People are canceling their mortgages and deciding the rent. And CNBC put an article out today. Home, home buyers are canceling deals at the highest rates since the start of because of the highest rates at the start of the pandemic. The share of the sale agreements on existing homes canceled in June was just under 15% of all homes that wanted a contract. Wow. Home builders are also seeing higher cancellation rates. And for home builders, you know, you have to have that deposit down, which you lose that deposit. Um, so this is not good. And, you know, that's a scary thing because it's one thing for people going out there to purchase a first home or a new home, right? And them not wanting to buy because the demand, right, stays relatively the same. While the supply um, is still at that scarcity level, which keeps prices kind of high. But if home builders are building homes and those homes are going empty, oh, that's not a good thing. I think we're going to see a massive decrease, decline in the amount of homes being built in these populated areas and probably a transition towards multi-family complexes. You got to remember, if you study the Great Reset, if you study what Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, all these minions of the globalists really want, they tell you exactly what they're going to do. Joe Biden came in. We're going to do the Green New Deal. Green New Deal, right? Well, what was the Green New Deal? It wasn't just about energy. It was also about housing. It's about transportation. If you know about Agenda 2030, back in the late 1990s, I first heard of Agenda 21. Um, this was birthed out of the Kyoto Agreement in the early 1990s. Um, Along with Agenda 21 came something known as Codex Alimentarius. And these were uh, the, World, the World Food Organization. This was uh, the United Nations plan for um, sustainability. And in this, they talk exactly what they want, what they're trying to do. In the sense of Codex Alimentarius, they wanted to control the food supply. They wanted to control the processing, the manufacturing, the distribution, the growing. They wanted to genetically modify foods to make them safer to eat. And and they want remember remember they wanted to put they wanted to put vaccines in food. Well, guess what? They're able to do that now. But agenda tw- uh, agenda twenty one. <clears throat> talked primarily about how in the future the world will move to a more centralized point that populations will no longer be spread out amongst the land that everything will be concentralized towards major cities and that nature will eventually become off limits because we got to preserve and protect nature Agenda 2030 basically is the implementation of this. Why? Because Agenda 21 was the policy organization of this, the funding policy organization. This was how to get businesses in line with their agenda, how to get governments 
in line with their agenda. And once they had infiltrated businesses and governments and banks and financial institutions, they had changed all the policies. Now you implement Agenda 2030, which is implementing the policies and implementing the agenda. And in, what was it? It was, I think it was 2020. When Joe Biden first came into office, he passed an infrastructure bill. And in the infrastructure bill, in the infrastructure bill, he put a provision for counties. Hold on. He put a provision in there for counties that these counties must change their zoning ordinance to be more inclusive. What do we mean by inclusive? Well, currently, the zoning requirements per county in the United States of America basically attributes about 67% of all residential permits towards single-family houses. Amongst them, you know, the statistics from a lot of these uh, totalitarian liberalist organizations show that 60% of those houses are owned by white people. And so to reduce that and, and increase home ownership towards minorities, what they've done is they've reduced the amount of zoning permits. And so in Joe Biden's infrastructure bill, it basically says that these counties, if they want to receive various federal funds, like the COVID-19 emergency fund reliefs, that they have to reduce the amount of single-family zoning permits from that 67% rate down to the 27% rate. But they need to fill that gap with multifamily dwellings that accept Section 8 housing and government subsidies. Around that same time, BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, State Street, these are the, the massive hedge funds and financial institutions, were going out and buying up single-family houses at 20 30 and sometimes 60% above market value before these houses even hit the market. Now, people are like, they just want to be your landlord. No, they don't. They don't want to be your landlord. They want to own those single-family houses. For when the time's right, they will tear them down, rezone them as multifamily complexes, and build up these Section 8 government-funded housing complexes within suburbia, within the urban areas. Transitioning that urban area from a nice, quiet neighborhood into an extension of a overpopulated city. If you look at it financially, it makes sense for these, these large conglomerates to do this. All right, we're going to get back to this and much, much more here in just a minute. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. 
And we're talking about a lot of different things here. Uh, just kind of going over some history of what has been happening here with Agenda 2030 and the implementation of the New World Order. And we're kind of just looking over their plan of what they were trying to do here with housing. And one of the reasons why the housing market is being hit right now. You know, Peter Schiff, the economist out there, he says this won't be a short, shallow recession. Quote, the economy is, in fact, headed to a recession. We probably are already in a recession. So it's not a question of will the economy go into the recession. The question is, when is it going to come out of the recession? And I agree with uh, Peter Schiff there that we are definitely in a recession right now. Uh, actually, I, I would say that we are more closer to a depression and heading into a great depression very, very shortly. You know, energy and gas costs are another aspect of this. I was looking at my energy bill last night and I was just like, oh my God, I wanted to get sick just looking at my energy bill. Um, one thing that we have different here than Colorado than you guys have in New York is energy. And oh my goodness, it is expensive here. Uh, Congresswoman Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, Biden's numbers are partly the frustration of the summer of the heat. We're doing everything we can. We promised on formula and gas. You know, where do they find these idiots? Seriously. I mean, do they just like put out Craigslist ads to recruit people to run for office like AOC and Sheila Jackson Lee? Like, Oh, Biden's numbers, oh, it's just because people are hot in the heat during the summer. That's why he's got a 33% approval rating. People are just tired of the heat, so they're just taking it out on Joe Biden. What? You know, I can't wait for the day. I hope in my lifetime we get to see a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. A group of people out there, from the executive to the legislative branches, that care about people, that care about this country, that don't have a political agenda, that aren't bought and paid for, that have a certain level of intelligence above that of a field mouse, that they go out there. And they say smart things and that make sense that are rational. And, in, 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 <laughs> I mean, come on. Where do they find these people? Just unbelievable. But talking about that is oil and gas prices have came down in the last few days. But if you think that's a relief, oh, just wait. Just wait a week or two. They are going to skyrocket right back up again because you know gas can't go down when you have a government in administration which are attacking it when when they're attacking the energy that you utilize to survive you got to wonder who the real enemy is and what do i mean they're attacking it well the attorney general of montana was on Fox Business News last night. And he said that the Biden administration, our federal government, has weaponized themselves against oil and gas. 
And immediately after he said this, all of a sudden the feed busted out, and uh, he was disconnected. But it's the truth. Our government is at war with us. And what they are doing is they are making decisions which are impacting the lives of every single American. Whether it's vaccine mandates, whether it's oil and gas pipelines, drilling permits, distribution, whether it's the the fate in the state of the dollar, whether it's the housing market, whether it's infant formula, their decisions affect each and every one of us. And their decisions are their treason against the American people. And I don't take that, and I don't say that lightly. I don't say someone's a traitor or has committed treason unless I firmly believe that. We are not tacos. Hispanic Association slams Jill Biden for comparing Latinos to breakfast tacos. Hispanics are livid after First Lady Jill Biden compared them to breakfast tacos during a Monday speech in the 2022 Unidos U.S. Annual Conference held in Texas, where she opined a on Hispanics' quest for equality or equity. During her speech, Biden said the diversity of this community, as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio, is your strength. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure she wrote that one. (laughs) It's something Joe Biden would say. Um, In in a a point of good news, constitutional sheriffs are going to hold a summit to encourage elected officials to fight the ballot fraud ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. For decades, we have suspected the Democrats' far-left agenda wasn't really all that popular with the vast majority of our country, and the party proved that during the 2020 election cycle. When it became apparent that President Donald Trump was would cruise to re-election, noted by the massive rallies and spontaneous vehicle and boat parades that sprung up all over the country, including deep blue California, the Democratic voter fraud machine kicked into high gear and a party working with the allied deep state literally stole the election. Literally. Patriots years from now will question why there wasn't a mass uprising over the blatant theft, and that is a discussion for another day. In the meantime, patriots, including constitutional sheriffs, are working to ensure that the Democrats can't steal the upcoming 2022 midterm elections amid one of the most dismal points in our country's history. And so... Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, knows that which is why some of the members are having a press conference outside of the Freedom Fest in Las Vegas this week to expose voter fraud and press elected officials that take action to protect the integrity process of elections. We are asking for all local law enforcement agencies to work together to pursue investigations that determine the veracity of all elections. If allegations are incorrect, we want them exposed. If correct, we want proper investigations fully undertaken and the criminals responsible prosecuted to the full extent of the law, said former Sheriff Mack, who serves as the CSPOA president. We ask for all Americans and public officials to demonstrate civility and cooperation as we pursue the truth. We want 
what we want is the truth. Let the consequences fall where they may. We aren't just here to say that election fraud is a problem, but to begin to really try to enact proper solutions. Whether the winner of any race is a Republican or a Democrat makes no difference to us. We simply ask for the truth, said Engelbrecht, whose research was used in the Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules a smash hit documentary. We have the utmost faith in our country and feel strongly that when voters are educated, more will be done to support fair elections. Together, we are always stronger. And so this is this is good news. This is good news that we have former and active law enforcement working towards the point of engaging within our elections. We know it was the sheriff in Yuma County that took the law into his own hands of a crime that was committed in his county. And he did what needed to be done. You don't see the police forces doing that. You don't see the feds doing that. Ultimately, state vote voting rights are with the states. So therefore, if they're with the counties, which most rules and regulations per the state are, as derived by through this 10th Amendment, then the sheriff should have full jurisdiction and authority over them. I would love to start seeing, instead of poll workers, we see sheriffs. Sheriffs overseeing the elections. Hey, that person just dropped off three ballots. And the sheriff goes up and talks to them. Wouldn't that be a lovely sight? United States announces a new $1.7 billion aid package to Ukraine to include hmm, more weapons. Another $1.7 billion to launder through Ukraine back in the George Soros and Bill Gates and Hunter Biden's philanthropies right back into the pocket of politicians right before the election. And you know, right when those weapons arrive in Ukraine, you guys know what's happening, right? You understand why... The top military commanders in Ukraine are coming out saying, we don't have weapons, we don't have supplies, we, we don't have munitions, but yet we're sending them tons of weapons, missiles, guns, tanks, all drones, all these things. We're sending them tons of money, but their military has nothing? That's because every time that a plane lands with U.S. weapons... The moment it goes into the facility, Russia bombs it. That's smart. See, Russia is not playing around. They understand that this is a war of attrition. World War III is a war of attrition as it moves forth. That supply chain is the key to winning any war. See, we knew this during World War II. There's a little interesting fact out there that many people don't know. And one of the main reasons that we defeated the Germans in World War II is because we cut off their supply chain. That's right. Railroad tracks. We'll talk about that more here in just a minute. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. 
For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. We got a few more minutes left in this last segment. If you guys want to go ahead and give me a call, 585-346-3000, 585-346-3000. Or you can call toll-free 866-552-1009, 866-552-1009. Also, if you want to give Kirk Elliott there a call, 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900. And we're talking about... <clears throat> Unconventional warfare, atypical warfare. And, and, and Russia understands that supply chain is critical. I was just talking a moment ago about Nazi Germany. One of the main tactics that we utilized when the Americans entered the war, that we utilized to defeat the Germans, was supply chain. This is not very much talked about because once you understand the implica- implications of what we did, to their supply chain, you can understand how other things came about. See, the Germans were highly dependent upon the rail lines throughout all of Europe. And what they had done is they had hoarded military and survival supplies at massive bases in the middle of nowhere throughout all of Europe. So they'd go out there, they'd clear an area, and they'd build a massive base, and then they would bring in massive supplies through rail cars into these bases. Well, guess what? If you only can get supplies in, well, how do you get supplies out? Well, you have to take them from one point distribution point to the next distribution point. And so the Americans went in and started bombing 
the railroad tracks, all the supply lines leading in to these facilities. Now, you can imagine is if you had a military base, if you have this German complex, this compound, and let's say that they have um, people, civilians, hostages, or, or prisoners being held there as well. And all of a sudden, the supply chain is cut off. And then what you do is you make a strategic move to bring in various battalions to protect that point of repair to where the Germans can't go and repair that because every time they do, it's an ambush. Which means that eventually that military base will run out of supplies. It's going to run out of food. It's going to run out of water. And what happens when you start running out of food and water? Well, the military, the troops, oh, they, they have to get their share, right? But everything starts getting rationed. So who are the first ones to lose food and water? That'd be the prisoners. That'd be the ones that aren't part of the fight. And so this happened in World War II. And you can take that idea if you can imagine what I'm telling you here. Remember how malnourished a lot of the Jews were during World War II in those concentration camps? One of the main reasons was is because the only way we could win the war is we had to cut off the supply line. Those supply lines went into those complexes. And I'll end, I'll end that idea there because it gets very gruesome and, and controversial after this point. If you can put two and two together there, maybe you can understand why the Germans did what they did. I'm not saying that they weren't horrifically racist. I'm not saying that the Germans weren't moving towards world domination and a, an Aryan race. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that their hand was pressed. And so right now, we're seeing Russia play this game. They're playing the socioeconomic supply chain game. And if you don't believe it, I want you to look right here. Firstly, if the United States right now was under attack, if we were under attack, if, if it came out and we're at war, the world would be up in uproar. The United States would be in uproar, especially if attacks were happening here on American soil and Americans felt defenseless. To this date, we've had over 108 food manufacturing, processing, and distribution center fires, including about 15 various oil and gas processing pipelines distribution centers. More recently, just one in Oklahoma just the other day. They keep blowing up. Oh, just, just a coincidence. Oh, just an accident. Things don't just blow up. Things don't just start on fire. I worked in cybersecurity for many years. You have a wireless thermostat that's connected to your network. Even if it's on an unsecured subnet. A hacker can go into that subnet. He can access your critical infrastructure within that facility. Let's say that you have 
a piece of machinery, very old machinery that's linked up to an automated system that every day at 10 p.m. that system is supposed to come on and regulate pressure. And they go in there and they just tweak it a little bit every day by hacking it till eventually that pressure overloads causes a fire. And that's an attack on your critical infrastructure. That's an attack on your country. But see, you can't just come out and say this. But if you start looking at the trend lines, this is what's happening. Now, I'm not saying it's Russia. I'm not saying it's China. I honestly think it's the globalists that are doing this to the United States of America. I think that it's us doing it to ourselves. But this is how the war starts. This is how World War III begins. It begins with these small cyber attacks on critical infrastructure, on energy, on transportation. And this is exactly what Russia has been doing to Ukraine. This is what happens every time that the United States brings supplies into Ukraine, Russia bombs the heck out of them. Because if you don't have supplies in the modern world, you can't fight a war. If you don't have food, water, and gas, you can't fight a war. How about this one? If you don't have computer chips, you can't fight a war. Hence, Taiwan is so critical here. And why China is going to make a move on Taiwan within, within the next, I would say, 90 days. And yes, they will remove U.S. assets before they do that. They will take that move towards U.S. assets absolutely. Absolutely. We got some tough times ahead of us, guys. There's a lot of things happening in this world. There's a lot of things happening behind the curtain, in the shadows. But it is flowing like a river into the light. World War III has already started. It started a long time ago. I would say it started in 2016 when Donald Trump won. So buckle up and prepare, guys. We're moving from dark to light. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. More Dark to Light Show. Take care.